Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detaille along with Charlie Long in studio. We've had a couple texts asking about the NCAA basketball brackets where you can hear the bracket set. Uh, don't miss it. Sunday, uh, you can hear right here on the Big 870 or streamlined on the free Odyssey app. Uh, it's being hosted by Jason Horowitz, and it'll be Sunday afternoon, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. We have some people that were traveling and wanting to know if we were going to cover it, and yes. So March Madness, the brackets will be set, and you can hear it so on Selection Sunday right here on the Big 870 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. on WWL and also streaming live on the free Odyssey app. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, we have the voice of the New Orleans Saints, Mike Hawes. Michael, how you doing today, buddy? Man, what a difference a year makes, huh? I mean, at this point, last year we were – I mean, March Madness meant a lot of different things because we were having the Final Four. Yep. And now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, March Madness. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Well, Charlie's happy. Hey, his happy. UL Lafayette team get, got in last night. That's right. And, and Cajuns won the Sun Belt, uh, Mike. Who won the women's uh, side of the Sun Belt? Ooh, was it Texas State or uh, – I think it was – who was playing? It was Texas State and I think James Madison, huh? I believe it was the James Madison. Well, he, if he asked you that, you know damn okay. well it's James Madison. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know who won it. I just thought who was playing it. <laughs> Congrats to Louisiana. That's good news. There you go. Mike, uh, the news yesterday broke, uh, and no surprise. I mean, we had talked about this for the last seven to ten days. That was a lot of kind of, you know, if you got your ear close to the ground, that the Saints were in the lead spot. Uh, for Derek Carr, it was just a matter of how quickly they could come up with a deal. Now, over the weekend, ESPN put a stick in the spoke, so to speak, and they came out with a story. And I'm sure whoever gave Jeremy Fowler that story, um, they did it for a reason. And then the next day, bang, the Saints signed Derek Carr. You got an upgraded the quarterback position. Uh, and I think for this football team, it's the first step in trying to – however you want to put it, rebuild, retool your offense. And to get it done at this time, right? So, so soon and before the NFL season really even begins that you can kind of start from the top down offensively and go, okay, that's in position. Whether you are a Derek Carr fan or not a Derek Carr fan, guess what? In 2021, they played four different starting quarterbacks and it wasn't a ton better in 2022. So, it's an upgrade at the position. 
And so you move on, but just the ability to be able to do so, get yourself under the cap where, you know, you got to do it. We know they will. And now you can kind of, I feel like the draft is different. I feel like the Mike Thomas thing might be different. There's just so many things that feel different with this signing out of the way. And I know officially you can't sign until the 15th, but with this, this news out of the way so soon. I mean, the offseason used to be boring, you know. Ain't boring no more. Uh, You know, it was funny. Um, Tim Brando brought it up to me yesterday off the air, and then he said it on the air. He said, uh, Mike, I attended the NFL meetings last summer. And he said, Jerry Jones was the speaker, and he said, you know what the NFL loves? Drama. That's what they're getting. Yeah. They're well, getting they the drama. It, really, they, the, the way they've laid it out with when you can do things and, you know, you know the, the, the time that March 15th doesn't mean anything like it used to mean. Mike, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but the impact that the car signing has on what the Saints want to do in the draft, you have three picks in the top 71. Mike and I have kind of talked a little bit off air about it, that maybe the Saints will still take a quarterback at some point. But I think with those first three rounds, you're using them to fill holes on this team immediately to get as many wins as possible with Carr this upcoming year. So what kind of an impact do you think it will have on the draft? What kind of players do you think they're going to be chasing after now? And, Haas, the other thing is how much money will they have to spend in free agency? Because it had always been this team had always made a a big initial splash. I think you've seen the splash. It's Carr. And then sort of waited – you know, maybe it was a week, 10 days before they did any sort of signing. Uh, and with the salary cap situation the way it is, uh, I don't expect they're going to make a major free agent bring-in signing. Now, they may sign people that's already on the team today, uh, but I think it certainly changes your outlook on the draft, and I think it changes it that you better take a look at upgrading your offensive-defensive line. No, I agree. To, to that point, first, you're right. I, they're not, I don't anticipate March 15th or 16th being them being big players because that's just not really their style uh, in previous years. If they feel like there's somebody they want and that can help, and they'll go out and get them, but I, I think that will be a week or, or so later. I think you're right. I think, to me, defensive tackle, now, again, we don't know the situation with, with Mike Thomas. If, if, if Thomas is healthy and they can figure out a contract that will be amenable to both. And now you've got a contested uh, wide receiver that if he hopefully can stay healthy, uh, that to me is kind of a long shot, but, but who knows, but it does change uh, the draft situation. But I still think they'd go after a, a wide out. They got to get a running back. They need some youth and running back. They're going to play without Alvin for a while, but that defensive front, that defensive interior line and you can never have enough interior offensive linemen uh i think five they're pretty solid at tackle on both ends but the, the games that i remember dennis talking about and mickey talking about the most were when they got beat in the trenches baltimore uh games like that and that and that's an area they have to address yeah and i think it's multiple defensive tackle if you had to play today you'd have a tough time with that defensive tackle position. And that's something to sort of watch as it goes along because on Yamada and Street, unsigned. Uh, And so you wonder a little bit about how that will go down. And and Davenport, uh, I I think Davenport's signing elsewhere anyway, but uh, that's beside the point, and he's an end. But uh, I do think that's an area where – 
if you were looking at a disappointment on defense, I think early on they, they had trouble stopping the run. And I think that drive Ryan Nielsen up the wall because that was always a focal point with him. When we would speak, he would always tell me, man, don't ask me nothing about pass rush. Let's talk about stopping the run. That's first and foremost with me and always will be. And I think that really bothered him early on that teams had success. And almost from the get-go, uh, teams had yeah, some success running the ball. Right. Especially, like you say, early in the season, seemed to get better. To me, the problem that they had in the interior is that it was so inconsistent. For a couple of weeks, you'd hear Contavious Street, then on Yamada. But it was never – it was always a new guy. But in, He was kind of in and out, kind of a flash. And if they never really had that consistent run stopper in there in the middle. There would be a couple of guys every once in a while who, who would make flashes but just didn't, didn't have it. I do believe some of those guys will be back on the team, um, you know, with, with different contracts. But you're right. As, as, as they were able to, in the second half of the season, stop the run better, certainly kept the points down a lot, a lot more, finally got some, some turnovers and some interceptions, it changed everything. But, but in those first eight weeks, you know, prior to week eight, which was the Raiders game, uh, when, you know, it was, there were so many times this year, I should say so many, there were a few times this year when you felt like, all right, they've turned the corner. And I felt like the Raider game was one of those. And then just, it didn't, didn't happen. Just couldn't do it consistently. You know, one of the things, the last eight, eight games of the season, uh, their opponent's average scoring was 18 points. It was the problem. There's, they scored an average of 18 points. Right. <laughs> so, okay, uh, I can even figure that one out that, uh, you know, that's that's going to be 500 or in that region uh, when it's like that. Mike, I think other than defensive tackle and certainly uh, I would look at offensive guard. I just think that's a spot only because Andrus Peake cannot stay healthy. Uh, and he, he signed to – he's got a big number on that contract. That, that has to be an area to take a look at. But running back now with – the impending situation happening with Alvin Kamara. Uh, and this team does not have a power back anymore. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, you know, he's was in the winter years uh, of his career last year. That this team has to go plural here. I don't know if it'll be all in the draft or a free agent and a draft choice. But they got to go after a couple of backs here because I think that was the disappointment for this football team. Uh, you, you did move the football via the air. You had a lot of drops, and, but still, man, you couldn't run the ball when you needed to and have to. And I think in this league, as much as the rules are skewed for you to throw the football, come on, you got to be able to run it. And they just couldn't do it on a consistent basis. No, I agree. And I think that is an area. The only time they actually did it was when it was Taysom. Yeah, when it was, correct. You know, uh, you know, power right, power left, and, and, and they were had the lead in Cleveland. And, but you're right; they've they got, they've got to get. When I say interior line, I mean I, I think the guard has got to be addressed. Interior defensive line, get you know. I think they're going to be the running back situation because of the way it's changed so much in the NFL. Then you can find that guy, you know, in the free agent market. You can find that guy uh, in the draft. You can find him outside of the draft. They just need bodies. Uh, at that position and you know this offense it feels like it got to where the point where it was like just 
just be okay, right? With the bar got set for this offense somewhat low, just like we just need efficiency. Like this offense needs to be good, right? Man, the defense gave up 20.2 last year overall. The offense scored 19.4. Man, your defense gives up 20.2, and that's the entire season. And you got to be. You just got to be better. And again, we, you know, we, we're so spoiled. You know, we had two years of that Drew. Now we paid for Drew in both 21 and 22, 11 million a year, finally off the books. But man, I, as I've said, we we thought it would be difficult replacing him, which which you really can't do. But that 21 and 22 was was rough. Mike, uh, one of the names that uh, when I talk to agents, they bring up to me is a guy that I think is going to get a little bit more money than people think. Juwan Johnson tied in with the Saints. A lot of people outside of this organization think that you know if he's out on the market and he's not re-signed by the Saints, he's going to get a lot more money than you might think. Draft a tight end? Yeah, well, draft a tight end. But I've, I've always been from the get-go, uh, even when they, even prior to the you know Green Bay – opener of 21 I've always been a Juwan Johnson fan for whatever reason I just feel like watching him in camp in 21 as a converted wide receiver he possesses skills that other tight ends just don't have now he needs to be a better blocker needs to run better routes I get all that and I think that he has progressed a lot but you're right I feel like he's got such an upside he has such good moves off the line and and man we've never it's been a while since there's been a tight end that can run a seam route like he can i don't don't think they've used him enough i mean all he really does is catch touchdowns so i agree i feel like you know if you have to spend a little money and keep that guy on your team i would do so and i would do it now before the price tag goes up i just feel i just but i will say on the front end i've been a Juwan johnson fan from the get-go your thoughts on Caden Ellis, because if there was anybody that really made that move last year, it was Caden. Now, Pete goes down with the injury. Caden Ellis steps in, and, man, you're like, wow. Well, I saw it in the early camps. He His ability to cover was so much better than what I'd seen it in the past. I always knew he could rush the quarterback, and he plays good up front against the run. But – I always thought he struggled a little bit or maybe he was sort of tied with his feet sometimes as a guy in reverse. I thought that really improved in Caden Ellis. He's going to make him a lot of money either here or somewhere else. Yeah, he's going to be tough, right? I mean, he's the Trey Hendrickson of this yes. scenario. Um, I mean, he goes from you know averaging less than – a million dollars a year to where they're talking about his market being five million. I mean, it's this fourth year explosion. Uh, but you're right. I mean, uh, we saw extended playing time finally of Pete Werner. Wow, you know, extended playing time of Caden Ellis, and you know, both were so impressive. Both were so impressive. Yet it's the first time that Demario Davis makes the Pro Bowl. Now, you know, none of that makes any sense. No. But I don't know. He'll, he's going to be tough to keep just because, of, you know, you, you can't keep everybody. And But he certainly played his way to earn what he's going to get from somebody, whether it's the Saints uh, or not. But hopefully it can be. But, man, again, you just, you know, you start out over the cap. You, you will get under it. and You'll get some room. They usually get room to play with, but it's not until around – 
camp time, right? They don't really get to some real significant room to play money-wise till we get close to the season, and then they like to pick up a gym or here or there. So I, I don't know. He's a tough one to keep but because his – I mean, when your market goes up from a million a year to, to the average of $5 million, that's tough to do. Mike, talking about market value, it feels like the position that's really booming right now, obviously quarterback, wide receiver is the one that's I was kind of focusing on. But with the quarterback position, you've seen a bunch of deals pop up since Derek Carr got signed. Obviously, Daniel Jones was today, Geno Smith was yesterday, and the Derek Carr deal as well. Do you feel like that four-year, $150 million deal for Carr was kind of a value for the Saints, given how much some of these other quarterbacks that may not be as good of him as him are getting? Yeah, I think that's the world we live in now, right? I mean, I think the will the value pay out over time? I mean, who knows? But that's that's the quarterback world we live in. It's guaranteed, and somebody else was going to pay it. Uh, I mean, I don't think Derek liked the situation that he had um, with Dennis Allen. I mean, we've watched. Remember how? I mean, how hot Lamar Jackson was? What two weeks ago? Now it looks like Carolina, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Commanders, all have kind of backed off. The Dolphins can't talk to him till after the draft and I looked at a a mock draft post combine and it has the Panthers trading up to get a quarterback Anthony Richardson has Houston <laughs> taking Bryce Young has Atlanta trading up to get Will Levis I'm like and then the Raiders would get Stroud at seven four quarterbacks in the top seven of what was supposed to be a you know a fair to Midland quarterback draft I, I think people are just panicking Right. And so to me, I do. I think that, there, you know, we'll learn in time. But as we stand here right now, is his four year deal uh, 150 million with the no trade calls is, is it a pretty good value considering his his history was to me his, the biggest thing of his history is that he's been out there. And never in his nine years has he started less than 15 games, and one of them being last year when they benched him because they didn't want him to get hurt and cost him $40 million. So he's held, he's, he's been there, right? He's been out on the field, uh, and that's a big key for this football team. Mike, I think there there is some perception and some reality to it. With Terry Fontenot, Ryan Nielsen in Atlanta, that they're going to try to cherry-pick some of these defensive players that become free agents with the Saints. Your thoughts? I agree. Well, I mean, they know what they're getting. And that's the problem that the Saints have is that they can't keep everybody. They they start over the cap and they work their way under it brilliantly by, you know, restructuring uh, Davis and Hill and Will Lutz and different players. They still, and they still have a few that they can go to, but you're going to, you know, you're going to lose some some players that are kind of have been at least not starters but foundational players for you and nobody knows that better than the coaches who have left Nielsen and and certainly Terry Fontenot knows what, what he's getting I think I think teams kind of have bonds and or relationships with other teams like the Saints do with Baltimore and it's not based on any a ton of history between the front offices they just know what you're getting Right. And so Ryan Nielsen and Terry Fontenot know what they're getting in a player that comes from New Orleans. And it wasn't always this way, but the culture here has changed. So they know what they're getting. Same thing we always knew when we got somebody from Baltimore. We knew what kind of player uh, that the Saints were going to get. But it's, it's, this defense will look, I think, we already know the coaching staff looks yeah, wildly different. different. I think the defense will as well. Mike, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Bud, really appreciate your time and knowledge. 
Anytime, fellas, and we'll, we'll forget we'll be out at the Saints camp on Saturday, 12 to 2, as Derek Carr gets introduced to the Saints. All righty, Michael. Be listening. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet, fellas. All righty. That was Mike Carr's voice of the Saints, and we'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.